You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 162. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about PMO leadership, specific strategies for your organizational development and your own PMO leadership success. Now, in today's PMO environments, a clear understanding of the PMO leadership role and the responsibilities is critical for a successful evolution from project management to program management to portfolio management organization and roles that you might be playing. Now, you might be in a project management role now or a program management role now, or like many of my new Impact Engine PMO students, they're building a PMO for the first time. And it's going to be really important for you to know as you're starting out how you need to get and keep that seat at the table and the steps it's going to take, not just for you to build a PMO or elevate PMO capabilities, but elevate your own PMO leadership along the way. Now, if you're already in a PMO role, it's also important for you to consider not just about all of the shoulds of the things you should do to set up a PMO, but what are you doing to elevate and accelerate your own PMO leadership capability along the way? Because breaking news, what got you here will not get you there. So as you're on your journey from project management to program management to PMO leadership, know that the skills and the focus and the way you spent your time and energy in those project management type roles will help you, but your leadership team's looking for something a little bit different now that you're in a PMO leadership role. In fact, you go from being a project leader to a business leader. And so what we're going to talk about today is going to be very important for you in making that shift and that transition to the critical strategic business leader your organization needs to thrive. Now, before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit, the world's longest running virtual conference specifically for PMO leaders is back in September on September 27th and 28th, with recordings available the entire week. Make sure you register now for free so that you are able to take advantage of all the goodies and surprises I have coming for those that register early. Now, this event is specifically for PMO leaders. We are going to help you elevate your role of the PMO in your organization and position you to make the biggest impact possible in your organization. If you're looking to elevate your career, get that PMO off the ground, or simply add more value with your PMO, we've got you covered. Make sure you register for free at PMOimpactsummit.com. We're going to elevate you, your role, the PMO, and you're not going to want to miss all the fun we have in store. I can't wait to see you there. Just go to PMOimpactsummit.com right now to register for free. 
Okay, let's dive in. Now with me today to have this conversation about your PMO leadership journey is Ruffin Veal III. He's the founder and principal of Ruffin Veal and Associates and is an information technology and management professional whose career spans over three decades. He's been employed both full-time and as a consultant in multiple industries, including manufacturing, banking, retail, and government. He's also an educator, a coach, and a mentor who provides continuing education to the project management community. In fact, we found out as we got to know each other that we've shared many of the same virtual stages, including ITMPI, and which is now called the Great IT Pro, which has tons of training and resources and countless PDUs to support the community, as well as the University of Maryland Project Management Symposium that you may have joined me in earlier this year when I actually closed out as a keynote for the whole event. So Ruffin was there as well, sharing some of these brilliant insights. And I was able to convince him to join us here on this episode of the podcast to share some of that great insight with all of you. Now, Ruffin's also a published author whose industry-related articles can be seen all over the place, including in PMI's virtual library, as well as in national and international publications. And of course, he's also got a lot of those certifications and degrees that many folks in this community have, including being a PMP certified project management professional. And he and I also both share a background with a bachelor's in science and computer science. For me, that's Go Hokies. And also he has a master's degree in project management. So not only does Ruffin come to the table with the actual formal education, but as mentioned, And this is the important part. He's got decades of real world experience to share with us today and ensure that you know how to apply, not just what the books tell you, but the real, true, honest boots on the ground experience that's going to take you to the next level in your leadership journey. So with all of that introduction said, Ruffin, thank you so much for being here with me today. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. Thank you so much, Laura. I'm glad to be here. Oh, absolutely. And I am super excited about this topic because we actually have a coaching program for PMO leaders that we call the PMO Accelerator, which is all about leadership development of PMO leaders because so many of them come from backgrounds where they were a lot more hands-on or project management focused, which is great and super helpful. And now it's time to pivot their career when they come into a PMO leadership role and really become business leaders, right? As opposed to project leaders. And it requires a whole different set of skills and knowledge and influence and experience and things that I think that some folks may not appreciate, right? So when you suggested the idea of this topic, I was like, let's do it as soon as we can, because I think it's such an important topic for our PMO community. It's not just how do we build all the things? It's also how do we build ourselves in our careers, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And no doubt about that, because one thing that we, those of us who aspire to those types of positions and and who are currently in those types of positions, one thing that we will find in that it is not the same thing as project management per se, as we've known it throughout our careers as project managers, senior project managers, even program managers. 
We've yeah, come exactly. into another level, okay? We're stepping it up a notch. We need a whole new strategy. We need a whole new set of principles to guide our direction and our right. decisions. And we're at a level now where we become strategic thinkers, Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we're leading a department, we're leading an agency, we're leading an organization, and those types of skill sets are not necessarily those that we had a lot to do with when we were managing projects. Oh, that is so, so true. Oh, so true. All right. So let's dive in. I'm so excited. Okay. So I've got the very first question for you is our impact drivers that are listening. Some of them, not all of them, some of them are just getting started in a PMO role or taking on an even bigger role or looking for a new position in another company where it's much more of a PMO leadership focused role. How do you know if you're ready for a PMO leadership position? We want to look at our mindsets, okay? Mm. We have to understand that if we're, for example, you're in an organization, they call you in one day, they say we're looking to move to a project management office, and we think that you might be good for that position, what you have to ask yourself is, are you ready to assume an executive management position? Are you mm-hmm. ready to think at an executive strategic management type of uh, position? Are you willing? Mm-hmm. Are you there yet? Okay. You're not just a glorified project manager. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to understand what the position is going to involve. Okay, how you're going to be expected to think and what you're going to be expected to bring to the table. So the first thing you have to ask yourself is, do I have the correct mindset? Do I know what I'm getting myself in for? Okay, Mm -hmm. and am I prepared to do what's necessary to continue to achieve what's necessary to be done in order to be successful at that level? Excellent. Excellent. And I know we're going to get into more of this in this conversation, but can you tease us a little bit with like, well, how do you know if you're ready? Like, what is that role like? Uh, Well, when you sit down with the powers that be and you're interviewing for that particular position, you come with an agenda. Okay. You come with a vision of what a project management organization should be. Okay. Mm. Now, as you're sitting there, they're going to ask you questions. And at some point in time, you're going to get the opportunity to ask them questions. Okay. You want to make sure that the responses you get are in line with your vision. And your vision is not just, for example, babysitting the organization. You're not there to just maintain the status quo. You are there to grow and mature the organization to continue to provide value to the parent organization, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is a continuous process. You have to have a vision in that respect. Your vision is a continuous evolution of the maturity of your organization. Okay. Eventually, if you want to go to the Holy Grail, you want to get to be an enterprise project management organization. You're a project management organization that manages the entire portfolio of the company or the corporation. There are those of us who do not aspire to that. And in some organizations, that may not be necessary. 
But that's mm-hmm. the Holy Grail. But to get mm-hmm. there, you've got a lot of steps that you have to go through. You have to have a lot of levels of maturity that you have to go through. And having an understanding of the project leadership is being an evolution. You grow, you get better, you get more well-defined or initiate guidelines, that mm-hmm. type of thing. You establish those, you enforce those, and you continue to get better and better and more uh, involved and in enforcing those, and your organization continues to mature. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as your organization matures, okay, you're better able to take on more and more responsibility insofar as providing value to your parent organization. Okay, so when you come, how do you know if you're ready? You come, you sit down, you come with a vision. You know what's involved and you know what's going to be expected of the organization in return insofar as supporting you to achieve those objectives. Mm, Yeah, so you've got to have an idea. Yeah, I love this, I love this. And I don't know if you know this, but in our PMO, we call it the Impact Engine PMO Training and Implementation Program. The very first module Mm -hmm. is all about mindset. So everything you're Mm -hmm. saying is music to my ears because you have to start with a clear mindset on what is the PMO there for? What is our purpose? And it's not to create templates, tools, and process. And what is the purpose of you in this PMO leadership position? It's not to be the box checker or the administrator. It is for you to be a strategic business partner, a business leader in your organization that is a peer to the other business leaders in the organization. And this whole thinking of like, we've got to come with an idea of how we want to get there, but Well, there's a yes and here as I teach my students. Yes. And you also need to make sure that you don't come with a pre-baked cookie cutter. I've got all the answers in my pocket. I know everything that needs to get done here because a smart business leader knows that you need to come with an idea, with a vision, like you said, and you also need to be flexible and adaptive and really pay attention, read the tea leaves, if you will, of what's going on in the organization and what the business problems are and what your stakeholders really are struggling with so that you can figure out the right strategic points of entry to solve those business Mm -hmm. problems, right? That's one of the challenges. Exactly. Yeah. One of the challenges that we hear is that a PMO leader will come in and say, I know the medicine you need to take. I know everything that you're doing wrong and I know how to fix it. And they don't leave room for a collaborative solution that's built together with the organization. And that's where most people, most stakeholders are running the other direction. They're like, you're not a business partner with me. You're coming in trying to tell me everything that needs to get done and you're not listening. Right? <laughs> and that is a major turnoff mm-hmm. to business leaders. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Because in a lot of situations, we're fighting an uphill battle or uh, trying yeah. to convince old line entrenched business ideals and perspectives mm-hmm. and cultures that, mm-hmm. hey, we've got something here that may be of some value to you. Okay. Right. And their right. heels are dug in and they've been doing it this way for X number of years and the culture right. and whatever. So you've got an uphill battle anyway. Okay, you don't need (laughs) to come in and create more obstacles for yourself by coming in like a bull in a china shop. Right. It's not going to work. They're going to cut you off. They're going to cut off. They're not going to approve funding. And they're just going to say, well, we tried that 
project management stuff, it didn't work here. Okay. Right. And we hear that too. Okay. All the time. So our approach as to how we come in and the strategies that we're going to use is very important. And again, that's a part of that mindset mm-hmm. okay, of dealing now with executive management and strategic initiatives because their perspective is, yeah, we're here. Things are working. How are you going to do it better for us? Right. What's in it for us? How is this right. going to work? Okay, mm-hmm. so you've got to first get in the door. Okay, so you don't pound on the door because they'll never <laughs> let you in. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Yeah, that is, I love it. I love it. Okay, so you and I are totally in sync on this. And like I said, you didn't even know this, but that's like step one. The mindset stuff is step one of I have my implementation program students go through and our coaching students is that they've got to shift their mindset and understand that they've taken on a different role. So that's awesome. I love it. I love it. So talk about a little bit more about what are the things that are necessary to ensure the success and growth of your PMO as an organization, while also, because we're talking about there's balance, there's both sides of this, right? Like I Mm -hmm. do with my students, there's the steps to ensure the growth of your PMO as an organization, as a function that's providing services and value, but you're also at the same time trying to build your leadership development, your leadership capability. And I love, I just want to go back to one other thing you said, you and I are so in sync about the evolutionary process. Okay. Because that's exactly what we do with our students. We do, they go through iterative cycles. We have like an agile approach to PMO value delivery and constant continuous value delivery, which means that they're constantly evolving the organization. So I love that you said that because it's exactly Mm -hmm, how we're mm -hmm. teaching our students to do it. But how do you, like, what are the things that are necessary to do both? Because you're building this organization, but you also need to build your leadership capability. So talk to me more about that. Okay. Let's not forget. And one of the primary things that ideas that I want to import here Mm -hmm. is that your PMO is an evolutionary thing, okay? Mm -hmm. You're not going to come in and speak by divine presence, just speak a PMO into existence, Mm -hmm. okay? This is an evolutionary process. Before you're able to manage programs, you're going to have to be able to manage projects individually and effectively, okay? Then you grow to program management. That involves additional dynamics. Then you can grow into a portfolio management. So it's an evolutionary process. And throughout that evolutionary process, as your organization grows, you need particular skill sets that are going to help your organization grow to get to the next level. So Mm. you cannot remain stagnant if your Mm -hmm. organization is to grow. So one of the things that you have to impart upon yourself is to maintain your own personal educational growth. Yes. Okay. That is also involves not only your day-to-day operations. We're talking about outside educational growth. We're talking about talking with people and getting involved in things in your industry that help you to grow professionally because you're Mm -hmm. going to need that as you continue to move up your cycle of evolution in your project management organization. Remember, you're the head of this thing, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you're not growing, 
okay, if you're not getting to the next level in your personal development, there's no way your organization can because your right. organization is going to follow your lead, your direction, you're the head, you've been put in charge, right. then you've got to be a leader. That's where leadership comes in, okay? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. have to be ahead of the game of everyone else in your organization insofar as this development is concerned and your personal development. Yeah, so continue absolutely. to educate yourself, continue to yeah. grow. Well, and that's one of the things. So here's something that we hear often because we've got tens of thousands of PMO leaders from all over the world that are part of our community, right? And a lot of them will say, yeah, I would like to do some leadership development or some training programs or some coaching or whatever. And they say, but my company's not going to pay for it. And therefore they just don't invest in themselves and they don't take the time to do the work to build their own skills and capabilities because they're relying on their company to do it for them. But what I often mm -hmm. tell them is, listen, your company is expecting you to come to the table with these skills. Your company's expecting you to come to the table able to lead change. They put you in this role because they believe you're ready, not because they're waiting for you to get there. Like I can tell you in my career, I moved very quickly, but every single time I got promoted, it was because I was either already doing the job or because they were seeing that I was ready to be in that role. They don't promote you and then say, now we're going to develop you. Right? So they're saying, you need to come to the table ready, which means you need to be investing in your own training and coaching and leadership development and not expect your company to do it for you because most companies don't pay for that kind of thing anymore. They expect you to already have it. Right, exactly. And one of the reasons, no doubt, that you were called in and considered for the position or that you mm -hmm. become one of the final applicants right. okay, for the position after they've gone through 100 resumes is mm -hmm. that they feel that you already have that, that you're going to hit the ground running, that right. you're going to bring something to the table, okay, that's a step up, okay? Mm -hmm. As I said, when you're sitting down with these folks, you want to say, this is my vision, this is where I will go next, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm talking mm -hmm. to you, where is your organization now in this particular hierarchy of uh, evolution? Okay, mm -hmm. where is your organization? Okay, then I would propose this would be our next steps. This is how I would go about doing it. This is what they want to hear. Right. Okay, that they want to know what that vision is and what your plan is to get there. Okay, mm -hmm. and you've got to bring something to the table that's far beyond and above the status quo. Right. If they wanted the status quo, they wouldn't have brought you in. Right. Okay. Right. All right. So that's one aspect of it. But another aspect of this is that while you're sitting there at that table and we said mentioned about your being able to ask them questions, mm -hmm. one of the things you want to impart to them, okay, is that when I come to our budgetary meetings at fiscal year, I'm going to come with specific goals and so far as personnel and so far as the technology and so far right. as training that I'm going to need to continue to support your initiatives. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you on board with training some of these folks? Okay. Right. Are you on board in investing in our current people? Okay. Mm -hmm. Investing in our current technology. Are you on board with that? 
other than that, how can we grow? How can I grow an organization that at any given point in time will not be able to take care of the initiatives that you're going to be sending down the pike? And, and a lot of times you don't know what those initiatives are. Right. Okay. But right. whatever they are, we want to be in the best position possible to be able to support you and continue to give you value. So right. I am going to need folks who are trained. Okay. I am going to need technology that's going to support the next level of the evolution of this organization and this PMO. Are you on board with that? So oh that's my gosh, I love for it. Them. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. This is so good because you're really hitting the nail on the head with a lot of the things that I, I can't believe this because you and I have gotten to know each other fairly recently and you're literally laying out the entire framework of what I, we take our students through from the PMO program perspective and the coaching program. It's doing these very developmental journey steps that you need to do and knowing what those right questions are to ask, because you brought up something really important. You need to go with a big picture. Like you got to know kind of what you're doing, right? But you also need to know how to ask the right questions that help you discover the real pain points. And then you need to have the skills to be able to discover those root causes of those pain points. Because a lot of times if a PMO leader is new to an organization, they'll either go in and say, what should the PMO do for you? Bad question. Never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> ask that question. They don't know. Either. It's either one extreme or the other. Exactly. Uh, they'll be like, okay, we, we, we don't know. That's why we brought you in. Exactly. They've got a list that's forever. Okay. Right, right. It has nothing whatsoever to do with the types of disciplines and whatever that you're supposed to be involved in in the PMO. They're just looking for somewhere to dump stuff. Exactly. Okay. And, <laughs> so you have to be careful. Yeah, yes. that is exactly, exactly right, Ruff. And I love this conversation because this is so on point with what happens. So you don't ask that question, but what are the right questions to ask so that you can discover what's really going on, what their pain points are, and then what the root causes of those pain points are, because that is actually often not what it looks like on the surface. And so what you'll it, have it, is- It you'll never is. Right. And you'll have people that'll be like, oh, we need a portfolio management tool because we have a problem and this portfolio management tool is going to solve it. And then we really discovered that the problem they really have has to do with trying to shove 10 pounds of stuff in a five pound bag, right? Like they don't have enough people to do the work they're trying to do. <laughs> right, Everything's right, a number exactly. one priority. It doesn't matter right. what tool you put in place. If you don't change the behaviors that are causing the problems, no tool is going to fix that. Right. So, yeah. And so one of my closest friends, his name's Mike Hannon, we had him, we have top thought leaders from around the world come in and talk to our coaching students. And he did a session. They begged him to come back. He came once and then they begged him to come back. The coaching students did to do a whole root cause analysis thing that was like evaluating. Okay. When you hear this, it probably really isn't that it's this down here. 
And so if you get caught in this vicious cycle of reacting, responding to the things they think are wrong, you're going to be totally off track with what's actually wrong. So anyway, I just, this is something that we is like near and dear to my heart because this is one of the underlying problems that we have with PMOs is that the people that go into these roles are like, okay, well, they said we need this. So we're going to go off and do this. And I can tell mm-hmm. you almost never is the tool, the solution to the problem. There is some underlying right. problem that's happening. That's around people, behaviors, and things like that, that you've got to fix first. And then the tool is just a way to automate and accelerate that process. Mm -hmm. So if you have a really Mm -hmm. bad process, you're just accelerating getting to bad results quickly. (laughs) You'll get the bad results quicker. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 One way that I look at that is, and this is a saying of mine, you can't get, if we're looking at schedules and timeframes in project management, you can't get 10 pounds worth of activities in a five pound time frame. Let's find out what the problem is, okay? And these are the types of things, when we get to that PMO level, we don't wanna forget, and this is another important point, we don't wanna forget what got us there, okay? We don't wanna forget that when the powers that be sit across from you and they say what they want and whatever, what they're seeing is a result of the problem. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. they're not seeing the problem and they have no way to see it. Right. Okay, that's, that's why they in. bring us in. So mm-hmm. you can't just take from what they say. So, for example, if you're a project manager and people come in and they say, well, we need this new uh, IT implementation system and whatever, and they're going to say, this is what it is, this is what we need, this is why we need it. We've done a feasibility study. Uh, fine. You know, let right. me see this study. Okay. Let right. me see how you went about determining what you say you need. Right. See, I I just can't accept what you say, because one of the things that I used to implement was what I called uh, exploring secondary stakeholders. We've all run into that situation where we go into a product in a system and then six months in, three months in, we find out there's another system that Mm -hmm. nobody knew anything about that's got a hook into our system that's going to screw up what they've got over there <laughs> and now we've got to put the project on hold and we've got to bring these people yeah. explore your secondary stakeholders and the people who come to you don't know anything about that right okay but it can put a major monkey wrench in their project so that's just an example at the project management level of managing a project Whoever you're sitting across the table from when they come to you and they propose something and whatever Let's mm-hmm. find out how you came to that conclusion. Right. Okay? Exactly. And then let me do my research and then let me get back to you so that we can make an informed decision. That's mm-hmm. one of the things they bring us in for. Right. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So, so good. So good. Okay. So let's keep going because there's so much more. I was, I've got so many other questions for you. Okay. So let's talk about, we've started to talk about this a little bit, but I want to go into it a little bit more when as some of our audience is, you know, applying for a PMO position or they're just getting started in the role and they might have some perceptions about what's expected of that role and what the role is really about that are different from the reality that you and I know exist. Can you tell Mm me what your thoughts are on the true role of the PMO and the PMO leadership position kind of being in PMO management? Your true role is to develop 
an executive level organization, okay, that, as we've said multiple times, continues to bring value to the organization. That's your true role, to go through an evolutionary process that right. continues to evolve that particular organization. Okay, you're not there to say, oh, I'm the PMO manager now, let me handle day-to-day projects. Yes. We're going to see that's an aspect, okay? But far and above that, we want to wrap that in a context of while we're doing that, we're continuing to grow, okay? While we're doing that, we're bringing in the right people, Okay, we're bringing in the right processes. We're enforcing those. We're doing what's necessary to follow what I call a, a project management maturity model. Yeah. Okay. And that maturity model, at the first level of that model, you're more or less in a reactive mode. You're fighting mm-hmm. fires and whatever. Second level, we're talking what we call emerging discipline. It's beginning to dawn on people that, hey, maybe we better get organized here. Okay. <laughs> and at the third level, initial integration is where you're really starting to roll in the project management. You're getting immersed in the philosophies and the ideologies. You're getting immersed in the disciplines that are involved. Level four of that maturity model is effective integration. And that's where you're getting to the point where you're moving into an enterprise project management office. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about not just a PMO for IT or another department or agency, but an enterprise-wide PMO handling portfolios. Okay. Now, a lot of organizations will get to that level three that initial integration, and that's fine. That's sufficient for them, okay? Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. that works within their environment, within their culture, that's fine. But we want to continuously work toward getting to the next level, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's where that maturity comes in, getting that organization there. And when you're looking at that, you're talking about what I call interdependent core dimensions, okay? Mm -hmm. And and then there are five of those. Okay, you want to invest in your people. Okay, their availability, their skills, what they can contribute, uh, your practices and your processes. Okay, even though you're at that leadership level, as I said, you can't forget where you came from. Those people who are working at the project management level have to have solid processes and practices to do their everyday job. Okay, we want to make sure those are in place. Okay, you want to look at your value and functional management. What do we have insofar as our systems are concerned, maybe out of IT? What do we have insofar as adding value to managing the financial aspect of the business? Remember, now, we're a strategically aligned organization. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're looking at profit and loss. Okay, we need to be able to manage the financial aspect. What do we have in our PMO organization that contributes to the management of the financial aspect of the business? Okay, and then we want technology. Okay, technology is always changing. We can't get away from it. It's going to be there. What's the latest and the greatest? Who else in our industry is using what and how effective has it been for them? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the last is though that I have is relationships. Okay. You can't forget 
the relationships and something I call project relationship management, managing mm. the relationships that are inherent in not only projects, but managing the relationships that are inherent at that executive level with those other executives who have conflicting things on their plate, who have their own priorities, their own agenda. You have to manage those relationships as well. Okay, so those five core interdependencies are what we continuously concentrate on throughout our time in that position, refining those, making those better, bringing more to the table. And as we do that, then our organization will mature. And as our organization matures, we can do more for our parent organization. We can handle more responsibility. Okay, we can take on bigger initiatives, but we must continue to grow. Right. Okay. Dependent on those interdependencies that I spoke about. Oh, I love this. So this truly speaks to that concept of the evolutionary process of the organization while you're also going through the evolutionary process of your own leadership development yes. as well. And they just go hand in hand. I think that's so cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. You're not going to be successful without mm -hmm. both of those in tandem. And you have right. to understand how important they are that they be in tandem. We can't focus on one and neglect the other and expect to be successful at that level. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. It's a load. This is not for the faint of heart. I was just going to say that. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, this is something else. And one of the things that I believe is that we don't realize how important this is, okay, when we aspire mm -hmm. to those levels, okay? Mm -hmm. But you will soon find out how important it is, okay, when these things start hitting you and things aren't moving and you can't get things done and everybody's on your back, you will realize how important these things are. So even if they're not on your back now about something, continue to prepare for when they will be on your back. <laughs> okay. Right. 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 Don't sit around and feel that you have some time to spare here because things come out of the blue and you want to be as prepared as possible. Yes, for sure. And that's the thing. A lot of people might be thinking, oh, I want that PMO leadership role because I want to raise, I want a promotion because I deserve it, whatever. And mm -hmm. my answer to that is you don't deserve anything. You have to earn it, right? You have to earn it. Yeah. And it has to be based on being able to, if you want your business leaders to invest in you, you've got to be willing to invest in yourself and yes. the organization, right? And that's really well, what, what you're are talking you, about yeah. here. Yeah, what are you bringing to the table? Okay, mm -hmm. you get mm -hmm. to sit at that table that we spoke about because mm -hmm. you're bringing something to the table. Okay, and when you sit at that table, when you speak, you want people to listen. Okay, right. you're not going to sit at that table simply because you have a title. Okay, right. and you're right. not going to sit at that table because, oh, this is the thing to do. Right. Okay, because you will be sitting at the table and there will be those who will be nodding their head, but they mm -hmm. will be dragging their feet. Okay, right. <laughs> when right. it comes right. to what you need to get things done. Right, exactly. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay, so I have a couple other things I want to ask you before we wrap up here. So let's talk a little bit about 
the PMO leadership role and the evolution of the PMO itself when it comes to organizational strategy, because I certainly believe that there is a role that the PMO should be playing, not just in project delivery or strategy delivery process, but in the entire strategy life cycle from definition and ideation all the way through to actually achieving the business value and business outcomes, the desired outcomes that strategy is supposed to create. So talk to me about your Mm -hmm. perspective about the PMO leadership journey and the development of the PMO when it comes to organizational strategy. Organizational strategy. That's why we want to sit at that table. Right. Okay. We want to hear firsthand what's coming down the pike and we want to hear where the organization is going. Okay. At that point in time, I know my organization. I know where we are. I know what we can handle. I know what we can handle. Okay. If you're proposing an initiative within a time frame that my organization is not ready to handle, we can discuss that at that point in time. Maybe we want to change the time frame. Maybe we want to cut back on our expectations on what we want to deliver. But at the very least, I can provide okay, you with the ability to make an informed decision. Okay. As opposed to your making a decision on a strategic initiative that when it drops on my desk, there's no way we can handle this. Okay. Right. All right. Then we've got to go outside, pay a lot of money to a consulting firm or whatever to come in and support initiatives that we are in place to do. Mm -hmm. That's our job. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's why we want to sit at the table. Okay. And that's why we have to earn our way to that table. Okay. And insofar as strategy is concerned, that's where I think our contribution is. Okay. We can say what we are ready for and what we are not. We can also say, well, if we're going to do this, then we need to do that. Okay, I can have some input there insofar as the success of those initiatives. Okay, right, 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 because you as a PMO leader have insight into these great ideas, what it will actually take to implement them. Right. So, you Mm -hmm. know, things you have answers as a PMO leader to the business questions that your business leaders are asking related to, okay, here's the business outcome we want to achieve from a strategic perspective, but you know how to get there and like what it's going to actually take and what the organization is capable of doing to get there. So PMO leaders don't realize that they actually hold the keys to all the information that the business leaders need, like during the COVID-19 beginnings of the COVID-19 pandemic, when business leaders around the world were having to pivot overnight, the PMO leaders that had their seat at the table or quickly got their seat at the table in those conversations are the ones that knew the answers to the questions the business leaders had. Like if we need to pivot, if we need to accelerate a project, if we need to get everyone working from home overnight, if we, whatever the change was they needed to make to survive and then ultimately thrive during the early stages of the pandemic, the PMO leaders that had the answers to those questions are the ones that really elevated in their career at that point. It was a turning point for them. And I got to tell you, my students were well positioned because they knew (laughs) the answers to those questions, right? Like that Mm -hmm. is what the Mm -hmm. whole program is about, right? And that is so 
critical and like such a real like opportunity for PMO leaders that I think has continued today because many organizations are seeing that it was thanks to their PMO that they were able to pivot quickly. So that's important. Like everything you're saying here played out in the experience of PMO leaders around the world during the beginning of the pandemic. But one thing I like to, when I'm sitting across the table from our business leaders, Mm -hmm. okay, is that Mm -hmm. let's think about this now, a strategic initiative that's important enough for this mm-hmm. company or organization to pass down the line for us to get done at the PMO level, the project level, the program level. If right. it's that important, okay, mm-hmm. then it is important that we have what's necessary to get that job done for you. Right. Okay. It's important right. that we know that it's on the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I come back to you, at the next budgetary session, I know exactly what I got to ask for. Right. Okay, I know exactly what it's going to cost. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not making this stuff up. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Senate subcommittee hearing where those senators are sitting there looking at you over their glasses and you're a nominee uh, for mm-hmm. some position. You know, that's what mm-hmm. it feels like. Okay. But right. if, I, if I can come there and I can exactly show you where we need this because you want us to do that, it makes it a heck of a lot easier for my position to get the monies and the funding that I need. And if I can't get it, then yes. we can strategically shift and move and plan things until I can or decide if we want to continue with this initiative or not. Let's not fund things, get all on board with something, then get down to our PMOs and then we can't support it. We right. can't bring value. Okay, I want to know up front what's coming down the pike. Oh, this is so good, Ruffin. Oh, I'm so disappointed because we're about to end the session here, but I want to just make sure that everyone has the key takeaways that we've been talking about here. You hit something really hard with mindset and the importance of understanding that what got you to where you are is not going to get you to where you need to go. So what got you here won't get you there. So you want that seat at the table. This is about building new skills and developing your own leadership capability and investing in in your own development and growth. So you've got the mindset, you've got investing in yourself because you can't expect your organization to invest in you in that new role unless you're willing to invest in yourself to ensure that you can serve and deliver the way you need to. And I think that you really hit the nail on the head with asking the right questions and continue to show value and understanding that the PMO and your leadership of that PMO is an evolutionary process. And then all of this goodness here around understanding the role of the PMO leader and the PMO in helping to drive the organizational strategy and the delivery of that strategy and the realization of the desired outcomes of that strategy is the critical role that only the PMO can play well in an organization. So we are uniquely positioned to be able to really transform the way organizations deliver impact. And Ruffin, you and I are here to support them on that journey of success. Um, So I'm really grateful for you sharing these insights today. Before we were, I know we're wrapping up here, but is there any last parting words of wisdom or advice you'd like to make sure that we leave the audience with here today? Continue your goals. If you want to move on to PMO leadership and management, take advantage of the experience of others that's out there. 
and right. plan your journey. Okay, right. look at your organization. Where are you now, and what do you need to do to get to that next level? Okay, mm-hmm. it's a continuous process. It's an ongoing process. It's going to be as long as you're in that PMO position, you're going to be doing those types of things. It's not going to stop one day and everything's going to be as it should be. It's ongoing. It's continuous and it's very rewarding. Uh, So true. So, so true. Well, speaking of leaning on those around you for support, how can people reach you if they want to follow up or ask questions as we wrap up here today? You can get in touch with me at my email address, Ruffin, R-U-F-F-I-N, underscore, not dash, but underscore, veal, V-E-A-L, at yahoo.com. And I get a lot of emails, but I make sure that I'm diligent about getting back to people who have questions. Wonderful. Well, Ruffin, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really grateful for your time and all of you impact drivers listening today, definitely check out Ruffin, connect with him on LinkedIn, send him an email with follow-up questions. And I'm just so grateful that you were able to spend your time with us today. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. Absolutely. Now, as we wrap up here today, don't forget everyone, this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit the world's largest and longest running virtual PMO conference that takes place for free right at PMOImpactSummit.com. If you're looking to elevate your role in your organization, make a bigger impact with your PMO, and discover ways that you can help your organization deliver on strategy with the highest possible return on investment as quickly as possible, you must be at the PMO Impact Summit this year. Just go to PMOImpactSummit.com to register for free. And the sooner you register, the better, because I've got goodies and surprises for all of my impact drivers. Can't wait to see you there. Okay, impact drivers, that's it for this session. Make sure you hit subscribe and download these podcasts to take you with you no matter where your high impact PMO leadership journey takes you. Bye-bye for now. 